from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, there's an old Chinese proverb says, may you live in interesting times. And yes, we are. We are a society. We are infatuated with sports. We go to games. We watch them on TV. And now more than ever, people love to bet on the games as it feeds their competitive spirit, certainly enhances the viewing participation. Even if you don't always get the outcome you want, you're coming back for more. And on that note, I'm Bernie Friday. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. And yes, August means football. And it certainly means college football in about 15 minutes. We'll be joined by the man with the college knowledge, Brad Powers, college football aficionado extraordinaire. That would be Brad Powers. We'll also take a look at the early rankings and a couple of head scratchers. And by the way, I've got five teams that I'm interested in that have got my curiosity. I'll have Brad talk about that. By the way, in about an hour, you don't want to miss this, I'm going to give a very lengthy tribute to Vince Scully. I met Vince Scully once. Uh, and there's some significance in that, which I'll explain. And obviously, people around the world who who heard Vince Scully 
Well, they had a ticket to witness magic and whimsical greatness. But if you grew up in Southern California like I did, you had a front row seat. So don't miss my story about the first time I met him. That plus much, much more. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They are a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. As they say in Vince Gully, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. This is Straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. By the way, just a quick teaser. And again, I'm going to go over all this big time about an hour from now. Can you imagine in 1958 when the Dodgers left Brooklyn to come to Los Angeles, uh, KMPC 710 did not want Vince Gully. They weren't sure they wanted him as their announcer, but Peter O'Malley stepped in, and obviously the rest is history. Can you can you imagine Vince Scully without uh, the or the Dodgers without Vince Scully? I certainly can. And you know, back in in high school, his best friend was a guy named Larry Miggins, and uh, they both graduated from high school. I think around 1945, and they were sitting around talking one day. And Vin looked at Mary, uh, Larry and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And Larry said, I want to be a, a Major League Baseball player. Vin said, it's great. What, what do you want to be? Vin said, I want to be a, a broadcaster. I want to call baseball games. I've wanted since I was eight years old. Fast forward to 1952, the St. Louis Browns, they visit Ebbets Field to play the Brooklyn Dodgers. Vin Scully on the call that day. Who's playing for the St. Louis Browns? Larry Miggins. Larry Miggins hits a home run. His first home run as a major leaguer. He only hit a total of two in his entire career. It's the only time Vince Scully said he cried on the air. By the way, Larry Miggins, 97 years young on August 20th. He's still with us. Finally, one last thing. And again, I'm going to get much deeper into the Scully thing in an hour. Uh, I'll, I'll save the story for how I met Vin and what he told me. But yes, October 15th, 1988, when Kirk Gibson strode to the plate to hit the Probably, maybe the most famous home run in Dodger history. I left early. I'm not going to lie. I was there. I left early. Why? I had a bet on the Oakland A's for 100 bucks. Eckersley's coming to the mound. I figure it's done. But I wasn't mad. I've never been mad for one reason. Three reasons. One, I left early to beat the traffic, which I sort of did. Number two, I lost the bet, so I didn't want to sit there and have to witness that. But number three... It turns out, in retrospect, that I heard one of the most iconic baseball calls of all time. Not only heard it, heard it live while it was happening, while I was in the stadium parking lot. An hour from now, we go deep into the Vin Scully uh, stories and retrospect and, and all kinds of what I would consider to be. I've got a real tribute and some things I bet you didn't know, so you do not want to miss that. All right. College football is basically here. Uh their teams are, are, are getting back into practice, and in about 10 minutes here, we'll, we'll dial up Brad Powers and, and uh, talk some college football. But I got a kick out of Nick Saban the other day when he said, you know, it was rebuilding year last year. Uh, and of course, they got to the national championship game and had, you know, had not all their wide receivers gotten hurt. I think they might have won. Uh, but actually, if you if you look at Nick in what he said verbatim, in, in 2021, Alabama had to replace 10 players who left for the, uh, for the NFL draft, which included six first-rounders and two more taken in the second round. The team, they also lost their offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, who took over as the head coach of Texas. And Sarkeesian took his offensive line coach, Kyle Flood, and special teams coordinator, Jeff Banks. So he lost a ton of uh, you know, talent, and he also lost uh, 
coaches. But yes, Alabama did, did what, what Alabama does, and they're minus 500 to win the SEC West. Look, Alabama does bring back a ton of players from a team that, you know, they did lose to Georgia 33 to 18. But Nick Saban has added a few new faces through the transfer portal. He got a great transfer uh, from, from from Georgia uh, Tech and uh, various other schools. Um, and, and, you know, they, they also brought in a couple offensive linemen, a couple top young wideouts. So it's hard to imagine that Alabama is not going to be right back in the mix again this year. And, uh, they're you know, they're ranked number one, justifiably so. A team I think you'll see return to strong prominence this year. They're ranked number two right now uh, in the country. And, again, I think justifiably so. Uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes, they finally lost a conference game under Ryan Day. They, they're 23-1 and in the Big Ten Conference uh, in, in, in Ryan Day's tenure. But I don't expect Ohio State to lose two in a row to Michigan. And no one wants to admit it, but, you know, and they give Michigan top credit. They won. But uh, I think the entire Ohio State team had the flu that day, and it snowed. And it, you know, let's just say the planets align, and you give Michigan a lot of credit. We'll see if they can do it two years in a row. Uh, Ohio State outscored Utah in the Rose Bowl, and they have an obvious Heisman Trophy challenger in C.J. Stroud, plus their receiver Jackson Smith. You'll hear this name. It'd be nice if I could pronounce it. It's one of those three people names, you know, Jackson Smith and Jeba. He'll be one of the hottest names going into the season. He already has, he had 347 receiving yards in the Rose Bowl. But the defense must get a little bit better. They allowed 87 points in the last two games. I'm sure they'll they'll clean that up. Uh, they also have Marvin Harrison, uh, his son at wide receiver. You just get the feeling that Ohio State this upcoming season is uh, gonna gonna rally. By the way, even though let me just harken back to Alabama for just a second. When you bring back the two best players in the nation, Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young, and should be Heisman, I I think Will Anderson can very much win the Heisman Trophy. Aaron Torres talked about that at the end of last year. Maybe should have won it last year. Best player in the country last year. You could argue that. You could argue that. Remember, Aiden Hutchinson finished second. Uh, he didn't even – Will Anderson wasn't even invited to New York. You know, I, I, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I had the stats. He, you know, he's up there in the nation in tackles, sacks, hurries, all, all, everything you want, right? Plus, losing to Georgia in the national championship game makes it easier for the Tide to have that kind of chip. And uh, they'll play Texas uh, – I want to say it's September 9th in Texas. That'll be a coming out party for Will Anderson for those who don't know who he is. And you're going to see. I think they'll open up a can of whoop-ass on Texas. And, you know, Will Anderson will get 13, 14 sacks, and he'll be off and running. All right. So you got Bama 1, Ohio State 2. Georgia, the returning national champions, they appear to be third right now. They finally got over the hump. They beat Bama. They beat Nick Saban. They win their first title since 1980. Guy named Herschel Walker was on the team. Uh, the NFL, look, they took a huge bite out of the Bulldogs again last year. Well, I mean, my goodness, how many players do they have drafted? 10, 12, 13? But Kirby Smart and his staff, they never stop recruiting. Uh, they have a new defensive coordinator by the name of Dan Lanning. Um, check that. Dan Lanning is now the head coach at Oregon. He's left the program. Uh so, you know, maybe Georgia's having a rebuilding year. 
the offense will be led again by Stetson Bennett the fourth. If he can keep his job. I thought he played very well with a lot of pressure on him, and there's no question he he did the best he could when it mattered most. Give him a lot of credit. So you got Bama one, Ohio State two, Georgia three. Now, Texas A&M, remember last year they had to withdraw from the Gator Bowl due to COVID-19 positive cases, and they had some injuries. They were 8-4 and four last year, and they had a ton. You know, the Aggies had a ton of injuries in 2021, but they still upset Alabama, who was number one at the time in a, in a game that was a real thriller. This year, D.J. Durkin takes over as a defensive coordinator. He'll have a strong defense, uh, and I think that uh, their defense will be even better this year than last year. Uh, they have an LSU transfer quarterback by the name of Max Johnson. He's now on College Station. Jimbo Fisher, his elite recruiting class. We've talked about it a hundred times with that NIL Amplify program they got. Uh, you know, all the five-star, four-star threes. It's it's a who's who. They're, Texas A&M will not be short on talent. We'll see if the young ones can produce right away. The only other two teams I'm mildly interested in right now. I'll, I'll be interested in more of them, but okay, Notre Dame. They were 11-2. and two. They lost to Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. Now, I think you'd have more Irish hype if they would have beaten Oklahoma State. Uh, in For whatever reason, Notre Dame manages to get to a New Year's Six game every year in one form or fashion, but they don't do well in those situations. And that brand-new coach, Marcus Freeman, I think he brings a ton of excitement regardless. He goes into his first full season as Notre Dame's head coach. He, they, they, they get a great transfer in a defensive back from Northwestern named Brandon Joseph, he had nine interceptions the last two years. He will form one of the best backfields, defensive backfields in all of college football. And the biggest hurdle is going to be Notre Dame's schedule. This is not an easy schedule. They've got Ohio State, BYU, Clemson, USC on that schedule. You may say USC, they haven't been much, but it's always a rival. Remember USC 4-8 last year. 54 new players. Lincoln Riley had his first ever practice yesterday here. Uh, in Los Angeles, not here, I'm in Vegas. He was in Los Angeles. And so let the Lincoln Riley era begin. We'll talk to that. We'll talk to Brad about that. I, I, I don't know how much USC can do their first year, but they're going to be an interesting team to watch. Thanks to the fact that they have Lincoln Riley. He had Oklahoma in the playoff hunt every year, made it three times. It's highly unlikely USC can do that in their first year. But I would say... The Trojans could go from four and eight to eight and four, and that will be a situation depending on what kind of quarterback play they get. And they have a brand new defensive coordinator by the name of Alex Grinch. Good name. If you're if you're going to be stingy in in points, it might as well be a Grinch. Coming up, let's bring in the man with the college knowledge, Brad Powers. Uh, you've heard him on this network many times. You've heard him on my show many times. He's a walking encyclopedia of college football. Just finished up an amazing road trip. Saw 24 college stadiums in 14 days. Drove 5,600 miles. We'll bring him in. We'll talk college football because it is here. We're three weeks from week zero. I'm Bernie Frater. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. Don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! The great Bernie Fratto, folks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. 
absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Now we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frado coming to you live in the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's that time of year. You hear him around these airwaves and around the country, the preeminent college football analyst. In my view, the man with the college knowledge. Say hello to Brad Powers. Brad, how are you, buddy? Excellent, Bernie. Good to hear your voice on this Saturday night. Hey, before we get started, you did something really cool. Uh, you drove 5,600 miles, saw 24 college stadiums recently in like three weeks. What was your favorite memory? Oh, wow. That's like picking between children. Exactly. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, and this probably surprised a lot of people. I'm an animal lover, and if you're familiar with LSU, uh, their mm-hmm. mascot's a tiger. Mike the Tiger has a really cool habitat right next door to the stadium. He just so happened to be out that day. He was up against the fence. I got within less than a foot of Mike the Tiger. I thought that was pretty cool. That is way cool. They usually put him behind the mic at LSU games, and he growls through the PA, and it scares the hell out of uh, the Western Hemisphere. All right, let's dive right in, Brad, because we got so much to get to. There are like five teams I'm just really curious about. Can't think of a better guy to unpack this than you. I'll go backwards. I'm going to start with USC. Had 54 new players this year. You, you bring in Jordan Addison from Pitt, Caleb Williams from Oklahoma, Travis Dye from Oregon. 
But they were 4-8 and eight last year. Can you just add players like that, add water, and SC is all of a sudden good? That's a good question, Bernie. I think USC is probably one of the more high-variance teams in the country. On one hand, I think they're going to be one of, if not the most improved team in the country this year. With all that added talent and transfer portal, they'll get better coaching with Lincoln Riley. But with that being said, even though I think they're the most improved team in the country, I still think they're right up there as being one of the most overrated teams in the country in some of these market prices. I mean, if you look at the title odds, national title future odds, I mean, they got like the fifth or sixth shortest odds to win the national title. I think that's not the case in any stretch of the imagination for me. There's still some question marks on defense. They were a very poor defense a year ago. And I still got some questions at the line of scrimmage and depth issues. I mean, they can ill afford injuries at any position. Forget just the quarterback if Caleb Williams were to go down. So because of that, USC under nine and a half is one of my favorite season win total bets. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they could maybe top out at eight and four. Good stuff, Brad. So a year ago now, I remember, well, of course, I brought up Bama. They had just lost 10 players to the NFL draft or, you know, six first-rounders. and Well, they hadn't yet, but, we, they, you know, the long and the short of it is and they lose Sarkeesian, blah, 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 all those guys. And yet you said, Bernie, they're still going to be a safe pick. Sure, they, sure enough, they get to the national championship game. Had they not had injuries at the wide receiver, I think they might have beaten Georgia. Bama, ranked number one. They deserve it. Are they back in the national championship game this year? Oh, yeah, not only back in the national title game, they take home the national championship. I, I know I'm not, you know, breaking news there, going out on a limb, but let's talk about the remarkable stability that Alabama has this year. Normally they're, they're having to replace a ton of production, you know, a ton on the coaching staff, but let's start with the coaching staff. Offense corner is back. That's a rarity. Defense corner is back yet again. Then you got the returning Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young. You have not only the best player as far as the defensive side of the ball, Will Anderson, but I would argue he might be a generational type talent on the defense side of the ball. He's back. You got the best coach in history in Nick Saban. Alabama's easily a double-digit favorite every single game this year. I will be super surprised if the Tide don't win at all. Yeah, well said. Uh, other than that, not too much optimism at Alabama. Uh, all right, so the question becomes who challenges him? Let's start with Ohio State. Ryan Day's 23-1 and in conference. I love the receiving crew. Jackson Smith, 350 yards in the Rose Bowl. You got C.J. Stroud, who could win the you know Heisman. Can, can Ohio State get back to the promised land? I think so. I think they certainly have the proper motivation after what happened to them a year ago. Obviously, in the Michigan game, the Oregon game, uh, two huge disappointments for the Buckeyes. You know, even though they lose a pair of first-round draft picks at wide receiver, I'm here to tell you they're not going to miss a beat at that position. Jackson Smith, Nitschig, plus arguably the best wide receiver in the country, and Brian Hartline, their wide receiver position coach, has recruited better than anybody. And not only that position, but arguably any position group. Defense will be improved with a new defense corner and probably have to give them a little bit of time to start the season. But reality is for the Buckeyes, Bernie, they're going to be a double-digit favorite every single regular season game. And they are my pick to meet Alabama for the title. Yeah, and, and by the way, how's Marvin Harrison's son? Is he in the, is he in the mix? He will be elite. And I will, by elite, I mean I would be surprised if he's not a top-ten wide receiver in the country this year. He'll be a name to keep an eye out. All right, we're talking with Brad Powers, the man with the college knowledge, with covers. You hear him on these airwaves all around the country. 
Got to bring up Georgia. Uh, obviously, they got, you know, the NFL took a big bite out of the Bulldogs draft-wise, but Kirby Smart and his staff recruit pretty well. What are your thoughts on Georgia this year? Yeah, they'd be my number three position. Uh, there's certainly some question marks for Georgia, and I think there's a gap between Alabama and Ohio State going down to Georgia. Even though the Bulldogs lost a record NFL player, 15 players to the draft, Still, I mean, offensively, I expect them to actually be better. Uh, starting on the offensive line, I think that they, they, they can be better than what they were a year ago. I know they lose their top two running backs, but recruiting-wise, they've done a good job there. Watch the tight end position for Georgia. I think it's by far the best tight end position group in the country, so that could be some weapons for Stetson Bennett, the returning quarterback for them. Defense is a question mark, but again, Kirby Smart's recruited as well as anybody. Schedule's favorable. There's not an Alabama in the regular season, so Georgia is a double-digit favorite in every single regular season game. Fair enough. Let's jump to Texas A&M. They handed Bama their only loss last year, even though they ended up 8-4, and four, didn't play in their bowl game due to COVID. I cannot wait for that game in early October. Could Texas A&M, with their ridiculously stupid recruiting class, could they upset Bama? Could lightning strike twice? No, uh, they're going to be a sizable underdog in that game. I, Alabama will have all the motivation. You got to give, you know, and next year will be the year that A&M can maybe clip Alabama again. But right now I got that game projected uh, for Texas A&M to be about a 17-point underdog. Now, with yes. that being said, I think A&M could be favored in the remaining 11 games of the season. And their season win total, Bernie, a lot of places still with eight and a half on Texas A&M. I'm here to tell you, if they go under that season win total and go eight and four, I mean, that would be a hugely disappointing season for Jimbo Fisher. I bet over eight and a half on the act. Yeah, with all the money they spent in NIL, you're not kidding. That would be a disappointment. All right, let's jump to Notre Dame. Be careful what you wish for. Marcus Freeman brings a ton of excitement, but he gets to play Ohio State, BYU, Clemson, and USC. Thoughts on Notre Dame this year? Yeah, I, overall, I like to hire Marcus Freeman, but I think there's going to be some growing pains and some adjustments for a first-time head coach in year one. I think you hit the nail on the head as far as the major question mark for Notre Dame is not at head coach, not at quarterback because they got a first-time starting uh, quarterback this year, but it's a schedule. It got way tougher. I mean, you're playing, in my opinion, two of the top four teams in the country, Ohio State and Clemson. USC's much improved. They have a you know a key game in Vegas here against a very good BYU team. They're at North Carolina. I think this Notre Dame team slips back and is eight and four, nine and three ish. Speak uh, talking about slipping back. A couple weeks ago, a buddy of mine was at the ACC Media Day. They talked about DJ Ugalele. I'm talking about Clemson and Dabble said, "Well, he wasn't good, but we weren't good around him." Does Cade Klubnick beat him out this year? That's a good question. I don't think so, at least at the start. Uh, you know, I liked what I saw watching DJ in the spring. Keep in mind, he dropped about 30 pounds, so he's really committed. It's not like last year where he struggles all season. If he struggles at any point this season, he gets yanked. So I think because of that urgency, he'll have a much improved season. And because of that, and Clemson's defensive line, they're my pick to win the ACC and go to the college football playoffs. Sure, sure. But how much did they miss Brent Venables, or defensive coordinator, who's now at Oklahoma? Oh, they're going to miss him quite a bit. I mean, that was, you know, obviously Dabble Sweeney's right-hand man for the better part of a decade, you know. But from what I read, they got an up-and-comer defensive corner, a guy that could be a future star at that position. Let's, let's go to Michigan, Brad. I'm plugged in. I talk to people. There's still a cloud hanging over the way some things ended last year and uh, offensive coordinator leaving, et cetera, et cetera. Cade McD- uh, McNamara and J.J. McCarthy are going to have to ballot out. 
I don't like Michigan this year. I think they I, I've got them penciled in for three losses. Your thought? You know, I'm going to disagree with you. I think they lose two games maybe at max. Obviously, they're going to get beat by Ohio State in the finale, but I don't see, you know, you know, clear other loss on their schedule. Sure, they could get upset in one game, but, I mean, I have them favored at Iowa. You know, Penn State's at home. Michigan State's at home. One thing I like about Michigan this year, I think the skill position talent's as good as they've had probably they since Chad Henney. Yes. Uh, you know, Mike Hart, Mario Manningham were there. So, I, I think Michigan's a little underrated. Outstanding. You just channeled 2006, the game of the century, Ohio State. <laughs> All right, couple. Well, these are the last two, Oregon and Utah. Uh, we just talked about Dan Lanning. He's now at Oregon. Who wins the Pac-12? Is it Oregon or is it Utah? I like Utah. More stability there. Whittingham's been there for almost two decades now already. And then, you know, Lanning, there's question marks, first-time head coach. Uh, Utah returns their quarterback, OCDC are back, plenty on the line of scrimmage are back. I'd be very surprised if Utah's not a repeat Pac-12 champ. I'm glad you mentioned the quarterback. Is Cameron Rising the real deal, or did he show a flash? It's, you know, there's going to be expectations this year, Brad. Can he live up to those? That's a good point. Uh, I think so. Keep in mind, he wasn't. When they were losing at the start of the season to BYU and San Diego State, Cam Rising wasn't their quarterback. He enters the lineup. And that's where they take off and win the Pac-12. I, I think he's only better this year. So as long as he remains healthy, again, I think Utah could be favored in at least 11 of their 12 games this year. They're, they're a sleeper to make the playoff. Best in the business, Brad Powers. Brad, uh, college football's upon us three weeks from week zero. we got to get you back on before too long. Hey, thanks for having me, Bernie. All right, that's Brad Powers. You catch him at covers. You catch him on these airwaves and certainly on the airwaves all around the country. He is the man with the college knowledge, as you can see. Coming up, we continue with college football. I'll dive into some teams that we may not have mentioned. Plus, I want to talk a little bit about the college football portal, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You don't always get what you think you are getting when you dive into the transfer portal. But first, well, let's go to the only network update anchor on the entire network by the way that's the department of redundancy department who has the same <laughs> initials as mookie Betts. yeah matzi bolaños with the latest how are you bernie i'm doing wonderful how are you oh you know just awake and drinking a coke zero so that i stay awake mix you that know? with jolt cola with joe cola jolt cola yeah what is they that still sell- they don't sell that anymore. Okay, never mind. It's got like 50, had like 50 scoops of sugar in it. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't need that. No, no, no. All I'm right. trying to I'm trying to be able to, you know, just stay awake and give you good updates. I'm not trying to bounce off the walls. Bo and Chris Perfett are going to kill me if I start bouncing off the walls. So we got to keep it, we got to keep it classy all night. Let's do a little baseball. The Dodgers, my boys in blue, they won their seventh consecutive game after beating the Padres again tonight. 8-3. Max Muncie had a three-run homer in the victory to put the Dodgers up. The Mets, they swept the Braves in their doubleheader in game two. Pete Alonso had three singles, so now he is tied with Aaron Judge for the more the most RBIs so far this season. They are tied at 93. And the Mets are 30 games over 500 for the first time since 2006. 
So the Mets are having one of their best seasons yet. The Cardinals handed the Yankees their fourth straight loss after beating them 1-0. The Cardinals have won now six in a row, which is a season high for them. And they are now alone in, in the NL Central. They are in first place with their win and also with the Brewers, who lost to the Reds 7-5. The Phillies, they pounded the Nationals 11-5. How about this? The losing pitcher, Patrick Corbin, he is 4-16. He has an ERA of 7.02. He didn't even make it out of the first inning. He's earning $23 million this season. Listen, I can do that. I can give up six runs in the first inning and make $23 million for the season. <laughs> Phillies can call me. No, or, yeah, late, no problem. I mean, the Nationals can call me. I'll do that. No problem. The Twins beat the Blue Jays 7-3, and they still lead the AL Central by two games over the Guardians, who also beat the Astros 4-1. The Angels and the Mariners, they split their doubleheader. We also had victories from the Orioles, the Orioles, the Royals, the Giants, the Cubs, and the Rangers. A little bit of NFL news. It seems as though Matthew Stafford had a good practice today for the Rams. He described that he's in a little bit of pain, but he also downplayed it. Uh, so hoping that that's not that he's not lying to us and pretending, but he seemed to downplay. He just said he was a little sore, but that he he felt that he could make any throw he wanted to. So good news for Rams fans. And I don't know if you've seen the video. There's an awesome little video. Packers going into their practice today or yesterday. I don't know what, what day it was. And there's a sweet little girl dressed in her little Packers outfit. She's probably like four or five years old. And she has like a little teacup. And as the players are coming in, she's like, do you want some tea? And several players stop by, pretend to take a sip of her tea, and they go into practice. Super sweet. Super cute. We're ready for the NFL season, right, Bernie? Back to you. Was that hot tea or iced tea? It was imaginary tea. <laughs> oh, okay. Or was it the rapper iced tea? Uh, maybe he was there too. Yeah, along with the imaginary tea. All right, you'll have to uh, you have to report back on that. All right, thanks, Monty. Of course. All right, some college football teams I left out. I'll get to in just a second, but you know we mentioned USC, 54 new players, 14 from the transfer portal alone. But the truth of the matter is, in the world of college football today, in the transfer portal, while it looks like it might be a godsend for some programs, I think it's a recycling bin for a lot of teams. And I, it's being overused, in my opinion, because I think the college football transfer portal, it sort of provides this insurance that you've, you're getting a student athlete who's somewhat developed. He's physically and mentally uh, mature. He's been in another program. He can maybe spark your team. He can maybe bring a surge in talent. But if this student athlete is such a premier talent acquisition, then why are they leaving their previous school? Why are they, you know, how do you know they're going to buy into your culture? Or, or, or are they just there for the NIL? Or are they maybe just underachieved at their last stop, but things are going to be different now? And frankly, what if the previous school isn't unhappy that they moved on? The fact of the matter is the winners of the transfer portal do an exemplary job of signing recruits out of high school to build the foundation of the program. And I would say when you utilize the transfer portal to supplement any holes on the roster, it is going to be a crapshoot. One way to utilize the transfer portal or transfers in general is the example of Texas State. For the 19 or for the 2021 signing class, they did not sign any high school prospects during the recruiting cycle. Rather, they relied strictly on transfers for talent acquisition. But Texas State is just one example. There's several more programs that are adhering to the same philosophy. Clemson, Iowa, Georgia, just to you know name a few. That's because Whenever a school signs a transfer from the portal, they forfeit a potential high school recruit in its place. Think about that. So by passing the transfer portal, the schools can devote their resources to recruiting a high school player that better fits their needs 
their profile, their culture, rather than rolling the dice on the needs and desires of a player who's leaving because it didn't quite work out where he was before, or maybe he wants more or has a different agenda. And you have a situation now, the player that's transferring in, you have to wonder, was he able to adapt at his previous program? As you look ahead to the college football season this year, as you evaluate teams and you evaluate the varying degrees of their portal transfer for success, you have to keep in mind that it's like buying a used car. Are you getting someone else's problems? You just don't know. Brad mentioned Iowa. Uh, I'll be curious. Uh, Iowa has owned Michigan when they play at home in Kinnick Stadium. The I, the Hawkeyes road turnovers and, and a strong defense last year. They were as high as number two in the polls. I think it's going to be a bit of a revenge game, too, uh, because they got smoked. Michigan smoked Iowa last year in the Big Ten uh, championship game. I'm on record. I think Michigan will lose three games. They'll lose to Ohio State. I think they'll lose to either Iowa or Penn State or Michigan State or maybe more than that. Uh, I think there's a bit of a cloud there. And then they'll get to the bowl game and they'll lose there too. But hold that thought. We'll come back to that later. BYU is a team that went 5-0 and last year against the Pac-12 on their way to posting consecutive double-digit win seasons. BYU has one more season as an independent before they'll join the Big 12 in 2023. It could be a good one, though. If the Cougars can shine, I mean, they play Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Arkansas, Stanford. That's a nice schedule. The defense brings back a ton. They kind of had a disappointing end of their season. But BYU always, even going back, certainly going back to the Lavelle Edwards days, always has a very formidable offense. Wisconsin in the Big Ten, who beat Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl, Remember, they started 1-3 last year, and then they almost made the Big Ten title game. They lost to Minnesota in a regular season final. That kept them out. Now, Wisconsin's not going to lead the nation in defense again. They were tremendous last year, only allowing 240 yards per game. They lose players. But their quarterback, Graham Mertz, who I thought showed real flashes last year, if he can take the next step, clearly Wisconsin, who was 9-4 last year, they show up, fall out of bed, win 9-10 games every year. Cincinnati was a real darling last year. 13-1, lost to Alabama in the, in the college football playoff semifinals. I'm glad they made it. Look, as long as Luke Fickle is on the sidelines in Cincinnati, and I believe he just got like a six-year extension or something, you can't, you'll can't. never write off the Bearcats. But I don't know how Cincinnati possibly tops 2021. They lose their quarterback, Desmond Ritter. They lose their stout defense, uh, Sauce Gardner. Uh, he's in the National Football League now, thankfully. The Bearcats, uh, I, believe, I believe they bring back their entire offensive line. And again, as long as Fickle's there, you give Cincinnati the benefit of the doubt. You certainly expect them to uh, to, to compete very well in the, uh, in the uh, AAC. I think Brad's right about Clemson. Uh, Clemson gets back. They win the ACC. They get back to the college football playoff. It says a lot about a program that if you win 10 games and a bowl game, that's considered a disappointment. That's what Clemson did last year. But it's clear the times are changing, at least on the sideline. No longer will they have their defensive coordinator, Brent Venables. He's now at Oklahoma. Their offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, has gone to Virginia. I still, I still think Clemson will be the ACC favorites. Uh, they beat uh, their, their runner-up last year, Wake Forest, by 21, and it was, quote-unquote, a down year. Uh, Brad talked about DJ Udalele losing 30 pounds, him and Cade Klubnick. Whoever wins that quarterback job 
and you know is going to have to perform like like Brad said if uh, if DJ falls off at all if he has any kind of hiccup it's going to be a pretty short lease and I think it has to I want to give a big shout out uh, my buddy Larry Sorensen does color commentary for Wake Forest football they went 11 and 3 last year beat Rutgers in the Gator Bowl now the head coach Dave Clawson and the Demon Deacons well listen they thrive they've been thriving they were unranked and then they were 8-0 and they were playing in the ACC championship game uh, they've got their quarterback, Sam Hartman, back. He threw for almost 4,500 yards last year, 39 touchdowns. Wake Forest and that offense, they're going to score a ton of points. The issue, their defense needs to get better. But it should be. The biggest concern may be how Wake Forest handles expectations. No, Wake Forest has built their program to a point to where they are not going to sneak up on anybody anymore. Who's going to be in the national championship game? I'm kind of with Brad. I think it's going to be Alabama and Ohio State. I don't think Georgia can get back there two years in a row. There's a big drop-off after Alabama and Ohio State. Again, Ohio State, their defense has to step up. They gave up 87 points in the last two games, but their offense is going to be ridiculous. And by the time Ryan Day gets to November, I'm sure that Ohio State will be hitting on all cylinders. Coming up, well, you can't not talk about college football and not mention which college football coaches are on the hot seat. Big, wild coaching carousel last year over the winter. We'll tell you who's on the hot seat. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. Don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! One of the best in the business, Bernie Frado. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Now we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. 
Before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles, Bo Benson, Chris Perfett, and Monty Bolaños on the updates. They will be with me, and you will too, until 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern. Plenty of hijinks. We're just getting started. We've got a huge show planned tonight coming up in about 10 minutes. A lengthy uh, tribute to Vin Scully, replete with personal stories, Vin Scully stories, and a chronology of the things he's done. What an amazing life. Uh, 94 years. We celebrate Vin Scully's life. College football's here. Teams are in practice uh, three weeks today. From today is week zero. After short of a very wild coaching carousel over the winter, there's a, a significant list of first-year coaches that feature established front men and assistants looking for their first gig to make a name for themselves, uh, and, and they're making their debuts. But we start with Brian Kelly. Obviously, he's at LSU, Lincoln Riley. You look at the two of those men, they've combined for 221 FBS wins, but they'll be entering new roles at LSU and USC, respectively. And what's interesting is each coach kind of had a bit of a stunning exit last November, and so you you come and you put in your first season. Both of these guys are already going to be under bright spotlights, whether they like it or not. Frankly, I do think they like it, and I would be very curious to see what those two proud programs have made. And my goodness, LSU is, what, three years removed from a dominating national championship. Meanwhile, USC really just simply has not been a factor since uh, that game uh, many, many years ago when they lost to Vince Young in Texas. That kind of ended their dynasty, as it were. But if USC can, can recruit Southern California and keep the studs that state produces from leaving and going to Clemson or going to Alabama or going to Georgia, I think Lincoln Riley, along with, again, 54 new players on the roster. But let me tell you, it's going to be a little different ball game in L.A. than I think. Oklahoma brought its own series of pressures as well, but I think this is going to be a little bit different. Uh, but it, it puts in perspective, uh, you know, the expectations for these programs right now. By the way, Marcus Freeman, the 36-year-old who took over for Brian Kelly after only one season as Notre Dame's defensive coordinator, he's going to have expectations as well, and they don't have the easiest schedule. Then, of course, Brent Venables. Now, he's 50 years old. He's been the coordinator forever at, at Clemson. I think he was making $3 million a year, one of the greatest defensive coordinators in the history of college football he's got the hardware to prove it he leaves clemson to return to oklahoma where he was there from 99 to 2011 so no stranger to the sooners and norman brenton venables so brian kelly leaves marcus freeman takes over brent venables leaves lincoln riley uh takes over uh, in, in in you at usc However, several of this year's college football head coaches are a little bit going to be in what I would consider to be desperation mode when it comes to maintaining their jobs. And I would say if you look at the list of coaches who are going to be under the most pressure heading into 2022, you start with Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Now, I thought Herm Edwards came out of the gate and did well. He seemed to really change the culture there. Uh, he was getting to bowl games, uh, etc. But they have they they seem to have hit a wall. And there was a time Arizona State was a much 
better program nationally. They seem to have hit that proverbial wall. Scott Frost at Nebraska, Dino Babers at Syracuse, Mike Norvell at Florida State, Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech, Carl Durrell at Colorado, Brian Harson at Auburn. I wish all these guys well. It's not going to be easy. They're going to have to produce, and they're going to programs where there are great expectations. They're not going. They're already there. That's going to do it for Straight Out of Vegas. Keep it locked right here. We're going to take you up to 3 a.m. Coming up, Fox Sports Sunday and Fox Sports Radio. I'm Bernie Fratto. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.